Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Work Happy, the new podcast all about workplace happiness, brought to you by WorkLife with me, journalist Angelica Malin. This season, we're going on a journey to dig deep into the secrets of workplace happiness with advice from experts, entrepreneurs, and coaches in the field. Today I'm joined by Andrew O'Callaghan, who is head of people at Dishoom, which is one of my favourite restaurants. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your job role at Dishoom and welcome to the show? So I've been with Dishoom for a little over three years and joined as head of people. Um, kind of key components of my role, really, focusing on team and team happiness. Um, how do we keep our team super engaged and feeling fulfilled whilst working at Dishoom? Um, also looking at more transactional things, such as recruitment, keeping our teams fully resourced, um, and then kind of everything that comes with that from a classic sort of people slash HR role. What were you doing before? Um, so I was at a company called Harrison Hall. So it was owned by Tesco's in part and then also privately um, by the Tolly family um, and doing a very similar role there. Mm. And prior to that, I was in FMCG. So worked for Heinz and previously Panerica UK. Mm. Mm. I've just been at Panerica oh, Christmas lunch. Oh, okay, cool. But I ha- didn't drink too much. <laughs> being well behaved because I knew I was doing a podcast. Cool. Um, what kind of skills do you think you need to be head of people in a company? Um, I think you have to be massively kind of empathetic um, to people and understanding different situations. Um, I think probably different things in different companies. I mean, at Dishoom, we're a headcount of circa sort of 900, 950 people. So in essence, when you're at that headcount, you employ society. So I guess having a real deep understanding around kind of different things that are happening um, so you can really apply that to the workplace. Mm. Um, I think it's really important to have a kind of clear understanding around what it is that potentially motivates different groups of people um, and understanding how you can really sort of play into that. Um, other things as well, I guess it's important to be seen as a kind of good visible leader and trustworthy. I think people tend to look at their people teams and go, these guys should probably be a temperature check on what's right and what's wrong. Mm. Um, so I think being really credible in that sense. Mm, interesting. So actually people believing in you as the leader and that kind of sets the tone for how you manage. Yeah, I think so, certainly. Um, I think that across the, like a senior leadership team probably has to have that. Mm. But I think from like a day-to-day perspective, people who work in people teams have to have that, be it head of people or people manager or people assistant. Mm. I think it's quite important to see, be seen as having great integrity and having great integrity, not just seen as it. I do think like a bad manager can really just turn you off the company totally and it can totally. really demotivate you as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So you said there's n- about 900 at Dishoom. Yeah. Um, what are some of the particular challenges to running a business of its kind, so an F&B restaurant business? Yeah, yeah. So I think we have probably a unique set of challenges. We're 900, 950 people, but we're over seven sites. Um, if you were to look at other businesses that work in F&B 
at that headcount, they'd be at least double, triple, quadruple number of sites. So for us, that's a massive strength. So if we want to kind of talk to our teams or engage with them, we need, only need to worry about seven locations. Mm. Um, so that's not a challenge, but it's definitely something that makes it a little easier at Desham. Mm. Um, some of the challenges are, you know, 950 people. We've got people who are from, I think we're at 67, 68 different countries. Um, people work in, within Desham. Mm. We've got age ranges from 18 all the way up to 65. Um, kind of such a diverse group and team. So you don't get to this place where one size fits all. When you're a smaller startup and you might have eight or 10 people, it's probably slightly easier to kind of keep that group sort of happy and engaged. Yeah. When you're up at 900, 950, you need to be thinking multifaceted around different people in different groups at different stages in their life. And how do you work with like internal communication? So you say that yeah. you need to kind of, you've got seven sites that you <coughs> need, seven sites that you need to manage and use to kind of spread the message between seven sites. Yeah. What does that actually look like in the process? How yeah. do you spread those internal messages? Right, so I guess we kind of look at lots of different channels when we think about that. So we have, clearly we have line managers, everyone has a manager. Um, so we make sure that we pass messages down through that chain. So um, at any point we might have different things that we want to make sure our team are kept up to speed with and engaged on. So we kind of do that interpersonal kind of connection piece quite well. Um, everyone has regular, we call them chai chats with their managers. Um, so that's sit down, five minutes catch up, mm. um, which can be, how are you? H how's your well-being? How's your mental well-being, physical well-being? Could be, oh, by the way, I need to update you about this new thing that we're launching within the restaurant. Um, it could be different things, but we'll pass messages through that um, particular mechanic. Mm. Um, we also use things, we've got team screens at every restaurant where we push content to, um, that we work with our team comms kind of specialists, um, and we push content to those. We use emails, um, texts. Um, more recently, we've kind of caught on to the fact it's quite cool to be, I'm going to call it old school, but actually send things through the post. Um, so if we're inviting people to things, instead of it being like an email RSVP, mm. it's quite high impact to get a postcard through your door mm. um, with something. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's like the more old school communication now really stands out. Like yeah, when someone time. sends you a postcard, you're like, <coughs> wow, you know, because that yeah. doesn't really happen. No, totally. Um, we did a Magic Breakfast Takeover, which is a charity we work with in King's Cross. Um, well, we work with them national, international, well, you know, internationally, nationally. Um, but within King's Cross, we closed the restaurant down for a morning and we had over 100 kids attend um, where we fed them and kind of did different exercises with them. And we invited all of our team to that through a postcard, which was from different children saying, we'd love to see you on the day. That's really nice. Um, and that kind of, that kind of connection is quite huge. Um, mm. So we had dozens of our team um, want to kind of attend that and do mm. it, which is really cool. It's really good. Mm. You said about mental well-being, and that's something that comes out of the chai chats, which I think, yeah. by the way, is a great idea. And it's nice to have that kind of personal time with your line manager. Yeah. How much do you feel responsible for the mental well-being of your staff? Like, how invested are you in it? Yeah. Is there anything particular you do? Yeah, we do lots in that space. Um, obviously, you've been to a Disham. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly busy, so mm. we don't have shifts where you know if you're even if you're working a morning edition like we have this incredibly busy breakfast um so we really really tuned into the fact that our teams come into work edition even if it is your natural strength to be this incredible server or runner or chef um you're still going to be tired at the end of the day um so we do lots in terms of mental well-being we've trained all of our senior gms and head chefs um so they're mental health first aid trained um like certificated um, every single manager has gone through mental health first aid training, so how to spot people who might be slightly suffering or having concerns or issues um, in that space. Mm. And they're really equipped to go and have those conversations. Um, mm. It's something that we've only really started working at probably about nine months ago, mm. um, and we realised the impact that it's made. We've really sort of doubled down in that space. And do you do anything on the physical well-being side? Yeah, we do, absolutely. So we have 
lots of different things we do. Our probably best attended team event, we do a thing called uh, Deschamps Premier League, um, which is cricket, um, which we do at Lords. Um, so we had over 150, 160 people attend that um, for this particular Premier League event we did this year. We do things like team yoga. Um, we have uh, subsidised membership, memberships for class pass for different gyms. Um, so we really kind of front foot that and talk that to our teams. Yeah, just looking after them generally. Do you think that's been a kind of shift in employee relations of understanding yeah. the need to kind of care for your employees a bit better and kind of focus on their mental and physical well-being as well? Yeah, totally. I think, I don't know, maybe 30, 40, I don't know how many years ago, people, it was quite transactional work. You came in, you worked hard, you got paid. And the harder you worked, the more you got paid. And maybe it was slightly more one dimensional. Mm. Whereas I think now kind of great employers are really thinking about the whole person. Mm. Um, so yes, financial well-being, you know, mm. to kind of term well-being is really important. But actually, so is mental, so is physical. Um, so is also what's important to a specific individual. So I definitely think great employers are thinking about the wider person um, as opposed to just the person who's at work for that eight hours or nine hours, mm. whatever it might be. Yeah, it's true. It's changed. It's not as transactional as it as no. it once was. How do you um, kind of reconcile all of this and the amount that you're investing into your employees with the kind of high turnover that's often the case yeah, in yeah. the restaurant business? Yeah, yeah, really great question. Um, so for us, I suppose the starting point for us is about doing the right thing. Um, so our values at Desham, um, so it's, it's sever. So sever is a Hindi word. And it, for us, it means being really big hearted and first class. So when you're really feeling, when your mind's fully engaged and your heart's really inspired, that's when you're at your happiest. So when we think about our team and how we want to look after them, we think, right, we naturally go at it in a big hearted way as opposed to how do we do as little as possible. Mm. So when we, th when we think about you know, things that we want to do that are going to support them and be great for them, um, we don't come at it from, oh, well, the cost is going to be this. What's our ROI going to be? It's going to be, is this going to, do people need this? Is it going to help them? Mm. Um, you know, I can't show to you know, our CEO or founders the ROI on doing mental health and well-being really well. You can't show that. You can't demonstrate it. You know, people talk about, you know, you can show lower absence days. But you can't always do that. So sometimes it is just about being big-hearted and doing the right thing. Mm. Um, and as a senior team, that's, you know, something that we're very much sort of all in alignment and agreement on. Yeah. Um, so there's not always a kind of strict ROI. And I do think HR, if I go back to when I first graduated, it was about, well, if you want to do an initiative, what's your ROI? A bit like marketing, mm. you know, kind of what, you, what are you getting back? And I think now there is still some of that with some initiatives you might do. But also some of it is just broader, like it's the right thing to do. So mm. we do look at payback in certain areas, um, but not in a lot of them. And yeah. to your point around turnover, we have noticed, well, not noticed, it's really stand out actually. You know, if we go back sort of four or five years ago, our team turnover was well over 100%, which is really common in London. Um, but now we're tracking down at 60%. Um, and that will be a whole host of reasons, mm. but one of them will be the fact we really, you know, happy team huge for us. Mm. So I guess we have seen payback in terms of lower turnover. Yeah. And you kind of credit costs to that, and you can get quite granular. Um, we haven't focused on that, but it has been a great unintended consequence for sure. Because I think for the the conception often is that with hospitality, that working in a restaurant is like a stepping stone to something else, and people yeah. perhaps don't see it as a career. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. like maybe that's like slightly changing if you create the structures within the company. Yeah, totally. This is a really good point. We just, we started talking a lot about this. How long ago was the Brexit vote? It feels like oh my forever. God, forever. Right, four yeah. years? <laughs> so certainly four years ago, I think, within hospitality, people, I think wrongly, people always would just have the opinion, well, if someone leaves, we'll just replace them. Mm. And that's not a big deal. Um, and I think certainly as a sector, we've started saying, and certainly at Deschamps, well, actually, no, it's a big deal if someone leaves. Like, why have they left? And what was it? And is it something we did? Or actually, we're not a great place to work. Um, and I think 
when you think of it like that and you start thinking, well, actually, hang on a second, we need to turn that, we need to change that, it's quite important. It really changes your approach. Mm. Um, 65, 64, 65% of our team have been with us for over a year, um, which, is, which is really great. You know, in today's world where people do move jobs, be it in hospitality or retail or whatever sector you work in, mm. um, we're really proud about that. And we've worked really hard to put career pathways in. Yeah. Um, so, and it's made a really significant difference. Yeah, feeling that you're actually progressing within the company. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just seeing yourself moving forward. Mm. Um, I, I, I certainly get a sense that hospitality within the last sort of 12, 18, 24 months has really upped its game across the board. It's been a great sector to work in. Mm. It's always seen as like a fun one, but to your point, maybe a stepping stone. Mm. Um, but now actually, you know, hospitality, our service in Desham are earning incredible money. Mm. Um, you know, our most junior role is earning London living wage. Um, our managers are earning incredible sums of money and you can get promoted quickly. You can be a GM for us, um, Sky, who's our new GM in Shoreditch. Um, she started as a server about four or five years ago. She's 26 um, and doing incredible things. Um, mm. So she's been really sporting about what she wanted to do and she's doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really nice. So really yeah. it's a nice change to see. Yeah, you said about the big heartedness. Um, yeah. What's the process like of like creating those internal company values? Like, is yeah, it something yeah. where you have it on a piece of paper, or is it just like come out of a meeting? How do you how do you create that, and then how do you tell people about it? Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't here when Dushum um, initially did this, um, but Dushum is almost we're nine years, ten year anniversary next year. I can't remember when it was. I should know because I've been told recently actually. But say, so call it five, six years ago. Um, really got to a place where I started thinking about values. Um, I went on that journey that everyone does. So. Know, HR will go, well, let's get someone in, we can talk about it, and we'll survey people, we'll do all that good stuff. Um, and we're kind of going down that path, and then realized actually it doesn't really feel like us. Um, so, what we're great at is storytelling. Um, so, Dushan, we in essence started crafting a story and said, actually, what does our values, what would it look like if it was a book or a chapter or a paragraph? Um, and created a Dharma, which is the Hindi word for sense of purpose. Um, so, our values are very much rooted in our Dharma. Um, so, it's a paragraph um, which really talks about what we think the perfect world looks like, and within that, sever. Um, and that's probably the key message we talk to our team about is sever. But anytime we make a decision, we always cross-reference it and go, is that still our dharma or not? Um, and we do that an awful lot. And we talk a lot about deepen, not dilute. So there's a, probably a broadly accepted that as things grow, they probably dilute in quality. Mm. And we're determined not to do that. We're determined to keep deepening. Mm. And for us, when it comes to culture and values, it's very much, is it still aligned to our dharma? And if we're ever straying away from that, is how do we bring it back quite mm. quickly? Um, and sharing that with our team. If you go into a Dushum and you ask someone who's been there for a day, they'll be able to tell you what Sever is. <laughs> um, through the interview process, up until point of hiring, we would have spoken to you about it at least twice, face to face. Um, and through other comms, it'd been two or three more times. So we really kind of saturate people in that. Mm -hmm. And some people opt out of it. Some people are like, actually, this isn't for me. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm about being the best paid server and I just want to focus on that and I want to upsell. Well, we don't do that at That's not mm -hmm. how we think about things. Um, so some people do opt out. Um, but very early doors, we start talking to people through that. Mm. So I guess you attract the right people, because I was going to ask, like, wh what do you look for when you're hiring yeah. and how do you attract good people? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for us, we kind of look at strengths and what are people's natural strengths. Um, so if someone, you know, like an interview question, and we've kind of evolved our interviews quite a lot, but we'll ask someone, when's the last time you did something selfless? Um, and people are really energized by that idea and go, well, actually, yesterday I did this, or on the way here I did this, and it's just such a natural answer. Um, and then other people will kind of struggle with that question, not really sure about it. So then we'll kind of we'll dig deeper and explain it and see if we can kind of get some more out of them to get over interview nerves. But really talking to people and understanding what it is that really motivates them 
Um, just shrimp's so busy. If you're not energized mm -hmm. by being big hearted, you're just not going to enjoy it. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to be the place for you. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk to people a lot about that. Um, we've also found, certainly the last few years, as an employer, we've probably been recognized a bit more as a good place to work. Um, so we're seeing far more applications like organically coming through to us. Mm. Um, and we tend to find they're great. You know, if anyone ever recommends someone, nine times out of 10, that's someone we're hiring and it's going to be really great for us. And on the kind of negative side, when, when things don't go right or you say you've hired someone and they're just like not enjoying it, how do you handle like the negative feedback yeah. with an employee? Is there a process? Like how do you work on it? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, so if, if you mean in terms of they're having a negative experience and they're not enjoying it, mm. embrace that feedback. Um, that's someone's perception. Um, whether or not, you know, your natural instinct would be to agree with it. Um, that's kind of, you know, kind of separate. You know, it's really about really listening and seeing it through that person's eyes. Um, so we certainly do that. Um, we have a very open culture. Um, you could email everyone in Disham has my email address. I'm in restaurants lots. Um, same for all of our senior team, our founders included in that. Um, so people will come up to us. We have a really open culture. Um, mm -hmm. So anytime anyone does have a concern, naturally we'd always say, hey, you, like, you should definitely speak to your manager and keep them updated. They might be able to resolve this. But as it escalates, um, then we would absolutely sit down and listen and understand mm -hmm. kind of what's the concern. Um, we're quite lucky. I don't think we have too many people. So the most common reason people leave to show me is because actually the pace of work, um, it's busy. Mm. Um, and we really present that in a great way at Open Day and at different interviews, but you can't necessarily appreciate it if you've yeah. not been there and witnessed it. Yeah, um, no, it's true. You go there yeah. for a late night curry and it's like, wow, it, wow, is, a, right. it is a busy environment. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there's not really a lot we can do about that. Um, mm. You know, we have really well-resourced teams. Um, you know, there's always n enough people on shift. Um, if we had more people in, like it just wouldn't work. You mm. know, it's incredible. You go into to Shum King's Cross tonight and you'll see everyone and it's just almost like a perfectly orchestrated like performance, how, how the servers will pass runners and hosts and nothing ever drops or falls apart. And if you had more people into that, it would get too clunky and it probably wouldn't work. Um, so and I imagine there was a lot of fine tuning to make that really work as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's been a real journey. I mean, even if I think about the three years I've been at Shum and how much we've come on, I mean, that must have been even more if you go back further in time. Are there some challenges in the nature of the business? I was thinking things like flexible working. Yeah. It's kind of harder to bring policies like that into the job when it's like shift work, or it, can you do flexibly? I think the opposite. Really? Um, yeah, I think, you know, we're in some of our restaurants almost a 24 hour operation. Um, if you can't offer flex in that environment, then how can you? Mm. Um, so for us, we definitely, would our starting point is the opposite. If anyone ever asks for flexible working, it's why can't we just say yes, as opposed to like, why, wh wh why no? Like it's, well, we start as a yes, and then we work our way backwards. Mm. We've never not said yes to flexible working because it's just the operation is, it just it's really, affords it really easily. So what, my view, hospitality and flexible working should be the easiest place. Yeah. You know, certainly just because the number of hours are open. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. I think you're going to get a job at this to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like kind of generally, have you got any insights on basically what makes a happy workplace, things that you've learned throughout the course of your career? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not things that you would kind of hang your hat on. You go, right, you roll this out everywhere. But maybe ways of working, um, listening um, is absolutely huge. Mm. Um, having like an open door and understanding and speaking to people. Um, as a people team, like we do sort of bi-weekly meetings where we talk about right, what we heard, what, how are people feeling, what's going on. Um, so we really embrace that feedback. So I'd certainly say if you want to have a team that are happy, you have to listen. Mm. And we can't do it without that. That's got to be core. 
And do you have a formal way of listening? Like, I know that sounds a bit silly, yeah, but yeah. Do, is there like a process in which, or is it just like you can go up to any stage, or do you have like a time set aside yeah. to listen and gather feedback? So we do, so a bit of both. Um, so we have like formal processes, like sort of most good companies. So we do team surveys. We then hold workshops on the back of those to really bring those sort of numbers and comments to life. Um, so we have that process that we do twice a year. Mm. Um, and that's quite structured and detailed and kind of gives us stacks of insight. Um, and then we have the informal way, which is um, anyone can grab us at any moment. As a senior team, we go to a different restaurant every week and host our senior team meeting. Um, so we were in Covent Garden today, for example. I'd have spoken to half a dozen people at least today. Mm. Like, I'd have spoken to lots of hellos, but in terms of like five minute conversations, we'd have mm -hmm. done at least six. And all of us would have done something like that. So we just have, we build up this kind of feel as to how the business is and mm -hmm. the temperature. So I think it's a mixture of both, the kind of structured survey. And the informal stuff as yeah, well. Right, and I yeah. guess there's also people feeling like they can go up and speak to you. Like that's yeah, yeah. as important as anything. Yeah, having that really open culture. Again, you know, that has to be a prerequisite, I guess, for mm -hmm. having a happy place of work. Yeah. If people don't feel like they can air a concern, you know, we're, determined not to have politics in Desham. So we always say to people, if there's anything that's the matter, you have to come and talk to us first um, because you have to give us the opportunity to fix it. Um, and I think people really believe that. Mm. Um, do you think that's do. where office politics bubbles from? It's like you're feeling frustrated, you keep it in and you don't tell anyone and then that's yeah, right. kind of where it happens, I suppose. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. It has to be certainly a core element of it, yeah, right. It has to be open. Yeah. But I also think workplaces are just shifting in that respect so that you don't have these kind of glass doors with the senior no. team behind stuff. Like it is, everything's has become a lot more open. Yeah, yeah, Perhaps totally. not in like the corporate world, but definitely in things yeah. like hospitality, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, like oversharing information. Mm. Um, I remember when I first graduated, I was in John Lewis, and I think John Lewis is an incredible company, but you didn't really find much out. Like once a year you got this annual report, and you were like, oh, okay, that's how we did. Or, or more importantly, you find out what the bonus was um, for that year, which was a huge day. Um, whereas at Deshaun, we massively overshare, um, which I think is really cool. And I don't know if that creates a happy work environment, but most people want to know what's going on at work, at, mm. you know, maybe a high level that you're working at. Mm. So I think, I think that's a big deal as well. Is there anything else that you've learned generally about happy workplaces? Yep, certainly. Um, I would certainly say celebrating people's success is absolutely it's pivotal to making sure you know, people are feeling happy. Lots of businesses talk about, you know, we never stop and pause and say, oh, we've done really well. Um, and I think you know, lots of businesses are guilty of that, but ones that do it in a really great way um, tend to be happier places to work. Like celebrating success is huge. Um, I think that's a big deal. I think also workplaces that offer lots of development, be it personal development or career development, different people want different things, but mm. if you can offer everyone the opportunity to grow, um, that mm. certainly is gonna make for a happier workplace. And investing kind of, in, I guess, investing in them as people and their, yeah, absolutely. And their careers. Yeah. And then you mentioned before that, um, that you play cricket. Are there any other kind of team activities, team bonding activities yeah, that you yeah. do that have been really successful for you that perhaps other people could, could try? We do lots um, at Desham. Um so I mean it's almost like a roll call of things that we do. Um, we have uh, team socials every other week, um, which range from going to a bar to playing football to netball, all different kind of activities, um, and which are really well attended. We have a family mela um, once a year, which is like this incredible party. We basically take over a park um, and put an incredible amount of kind of activities on, be it from um, we've got music, we've got loads of different food stalls. Um, loads of rides, everything. And we have, so last year's Family Mellow, we had over 1,400 people there. Um, so all of our team are invited and their family as well. That's so nice. Yeah, it was great. And also, you know, in the, in the spirit of like deepening and not diluting, which I mentioned earlier. Um, so our teams in Edinburgh and Manchester all come down, so we pay for them to come down and stay over and enjoy that with us. 
we invest in, you know, we close our restaurants down for the day for that as well, mm. um, which is pretty huge. We've got our Christmas party, which is massive. So um, I'm not sure when this is coming out, so I won't say where it is because it's a surprise. We haven't announced it yet. Um, but we're taking all of our managers before the Christmas party to go and see Hamilton. Um, so that's 130 of us. Um, oh so my God. How do you get 130 tickets to Hamilton? <laughs> our PR. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. So Rachel um, <laughs> absolutely nailed that for us. Um, so you know, we do. We really invest time, thought, and consideration into it. Mm. Um, anyone who's been with us for five years, we take to Bombay, um, so they can go and see the original um, Iranian cafes in Bombay. You know, and that started way back when. You know, and it was like, well, no one will do five years. To your point, you know, it's mm. transactional. Like people come for six months and leave. Mm. We're taking 36, 37 people this year. Um, which wow. is massive. Wow. Um, we so took a similar number last year. Yeah, amazing. it really is. It's incredible. Um, so it's really thought through and yeah, mm -hmm. managed. You know, we've introduced some new benefits. We've started. You know, when I first joined, we didn't have anyone go for maternity that year or paternity for that matter. I don't think. Increasing. That's correct. Um, and last year we had far more people, so we started going. Okay, amazing. People having families at Shum, They see this as you know a place that they can do that. So we've introduced new benefits in that space. Um, any new parents, we pay for a first aid training course um, for both mum and dad, um, regardless of who works at Deshem. Um, we do extended maternity leaves now. Um, flexible working when people come back is totally something we can do. Um, we've kind of, yeah, we're re it's really considered and thoughtful as to how we do it. That's really cool. And do those kind of benefits go throughout from senior to people that work in the restaurants? Yeah, absolutely. There's very few benefits that senior people get that I've that sort of more junior or mm. newer people don't. I think that's probably something that makes for a happier workforce now you mention it, that kind of sense of like democratic. Mm. Um, everyone kind of receives the same things. There are some differences, like we have a level which we call babu, which is managers, um, and there will be some bits that they get that um, non-babus don't, but it is very minimal. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very democratic. I guess like getting rid of that hierarchy just makes for a happier space in a way. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. I don't I necessarily haven't thought of just something like that. But yeah, we, we don't have a really structured hierarchy, mm. which again is, you know, seven sites, you can do that. If you were 70, mm. I mean, I don't, can you? I don't know. I'm not, it's, it's not my area of expertise. I'm not sure. What's the, what's the big plan for this team? How many sites do you imagine that we'll get to? <laughs> we don't have a plan. Um, we know we're not going to open, you know, we're not going to start opening three, four restaurants a year. Um, that's just not us. We don't know how to do that. Mm. Um, we know we want to keep deepening what we're doing and not diluting it. And to us at the moment, that feels like, one restaurant um, a year, or one at a time even. You mm. know, we haven't opened a restaurant this year. Um, we've got Birmingham next year. Um, we, don't, we don't know what we're doing the year after in terms of like, you know, we don't have this structured kind of this site and this location. Mm. Um, it's very much, you know, how many, you know, how many stories have we got to tell and where can we open restaurants that are gonna work for that? Mm. Um, They're also such big grand spaces a lot of the time that yeah. actually finding that real estate, I imagine, is quite hard to find a space yeah. that actually fits with it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it really is. You yeah, can't just open it anywhere. Years. It's not like a prep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very <laughs> different. Um, yeah, having said that, I mean, I think there's, we, th we think or we hope there's lots of opportunities um, if we want to continue, which we do obviously continue to grow. Um, but we're just so focused on, we think we've got this great business where our team are really happy. We think, hope most of the time we get it really right with our guests. Mm. Um, we do great things for charity. We've donated 8 million meals um, to right. children, which is incredible. And we don't want to get that wrong. So we're very much focused on doing that right 950 people if we make a misstep how does that impact our team mm. um, so it's really yeah thoughtful as to how we really thought through yeah. if you were advising a startup who was launching a new company and you wanted to help them kind of get their basic people stuff sorted and like yeah. create a really good happy fulfilled workspace what are some of the basic things that you would kind of advise them to do talk to your team um, see what they're interested in um, that has to be the obvious place to start um, 
do that in a really honest, genuine way. Um, and if you act on what they're telling you, you're probably going to get it right. That would mm. be sort of the first thing that I would be doing if I was in a sort of smaller sort of startup business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess on top of that, just making sure that all the things people expect are correct. Um, like, I know it sounds really obvious, but people expect to be paid on time. People expect to be treated well, um, doing all of those bits. So I guess they're all the sort of like foundational like you have to do. And then on top mm. of that, you know, what, what are your team looking for? Mm. Um, really do you think that. you can have people that are like as inspired and motivated to work for you who are working for you on a part-time basis rather than like a full-time employee? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Um, we've got plenty of part-timers at Dishum who are doing incredible things outside of Dishum, like, you know, really awesome. And Dishum really works for them and they're really engaged. You know, we've got people with really high levels of service who are part-time. I've done part-time jobs before and been really engaged. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, Andrew, so much for coming to chat to me. If people like to go to Dishoom, there's five in London, two yep. outside. Yep. Um, soon to be opening in Birmingham um, next year as well, which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. Well, I love the bottomless chai. It's like my favourite thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Go there for chai. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. listening to this week's episode of Work Happy. If you're looking to work happier, book your free week at any work-life space at work.life forward slash free trial. Thanks for listening and don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review. We'll see you next time and until then, work happy. Candy Store production for Work Life, hosted by Angelica Malin and produced by Van Connor. T-shirt weather by Poddington Bear appears under Creative Commons 3.0 with podcast recording facilities in partnership with Work Life. Visit work.life for more information and you can find us at candystoreproductions.co.uk.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.